Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, it's a Spelling Bee. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their latest book in the New York Times bestselling How to Catch series, How to Catch a Gingerbread Man by Adam Wallace. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing How to Catch a Gingerbread Man and others in this hilarious series at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hi, reader. We're back. It's time for a new Reading Bug adventure, written, performed, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. And I hope you're as excited as we are. We've had an incredible summer, and we even got to meet a number of you when you visited our bookstore. We met friends from all over the globe, including Southern California, Arizona, Seattle, Oregon, Maine, Massachusetts, Mexico, and even Germany. It was wonderful to see so many Reading Bug fans, and even better to be able to share our favorite books with you. If you can't make it to our bookstore in person, don't worry, you're not alone. You can shop with us online at thereadingbug.com and choose from millions of books, as well as recommendations from our staff on the curated lists on our homepage. We'll even send personalized care packages with a note from Lauren and the Reading Bug anytime. Just visit thereadingbug.com care. The holiday season is approaching, and we have the best gifts for you. You can help support our mission to educate, entertain, and engage children across the USA by purchasing a book subscription for every young reader you know at readingbugbox.com. Unlike other subscription boxes, a reading bug box is handpicked to match each child's age, interests, and reading level. And as interests and abilities change, our selections will grow with you. If you love our podcast, we want to hear from you. You can mail your drawings to our bookstore, and we'll hang them up for everyone to see. You can also email us at talkback at readingbugadventures.com. And if you want to help us out, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell at least two of your friends about our podcast and our bookstore. Now, before we get started on today's adventure, let me thank a few special friends. A great big hello and thank you to our newest patrons, Mira and Elijah from North Carolina, Cassie, who visited us all the way from Tucson this summer, hello to Ella, and to Killian from San Carlos. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thanks to all of our patrons, past, present, and future, and to all of our sponsors as well. Okay, reader, are you ready for another adventure with me and the Reading Bug? Great! Then let's fly! It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure! It's a Reading Bug Adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Oh, reader! Hello! It's so great to see you. I've been looking forward to adventuring with you. I can't wait to get on our way, but, uh... Have you seen the reading bug? Oh, wait a second. Reader, do you hear that? <coughs> reading bug? Is that you? Where are you? 
What are you doing? <sighs> oh, hi, Lauren. Hi, reader. I'm down here on the ground. I can't fly while I'm holding my breath, silly. Holding your breath? Why are you holding your breath, bug? Now, Lauren, you've known me long enough to know that holding my breath is a clue to what we will be doing today. Want to take a guess? Hmm. I don't know, reading bug. Holding your breath. What do you think, reader? What could it mean? Reading bug, I know we have to hold our breath underwater. Oh, are we going scuba diving today? You're really close, Lauren. We are going diving, but not scuba diving. Scuba diving would mean that we would have scuba equipment. Today, we'll just have wetsuits. But, Bug, scuba gear would allow us to breathe underwater for a long time. If we're going diving, wouldn't that be better for our adventure? That's true, Lauren. But on this trip, we're not going to be underwater for very long. Hmm. I'm not sure I understand. Maybe I need another clue. Another clue? Let me see. Oh, look! Reading bug, your book bag. It's wriggling and squiggling. Is that a clue? No, it's not a clue. It's a me. Bookworm? Bookworm? What were you doing in my book bag? Were you nibbling on any of my books? No, I wasn't nibbling. I was reading, I promise. I was reading the books in your book bag so I could go with you on the adventure today, if you'll have me. Of course you can join us, Bookworm. Yeah, we love it when friends join our adventures, don't we, reader? So, Bookworm, if you've been reading the Reading Bugs books, you must know where we'll be going on our adventure today. I sure do. Well, where? How about this? The Bookworm can tell you the name of some of the books in my book bag, and I'm sure you can figure out where we'll be going from there. Bookworm, tell him what's in the book bag. Sure. While I was in your book bag, I read The Name Jar by Yang Suk Choi, Bibimbap by Linda Supark, The Mindy Kim Book Series by Lila Lee. Oh, I've read The Name Jar. It's about a girl who moves from Korea to the United States. I also know that bibimbap is a yummy Korean food. That's right, Lauren. Bop is the word for rice, and bibim means mixed up. Bibimbap is rice topped with meat, steamed or stir-fried vegetables, eggs, and kimchi mixed together. Yum. And what about the third book you mentioned? What was it again? Mindy Kim. It's a series of fun books about a Korean-American girl. So, all the books have something to do with Korea. That's right. Well then, we must be going to Korea on our adventure today, right? Yes, yes, yes. You got it, Lauren. Great job. Oh, that's so exciting. You know, reader, I don't know very much about Korea, except that it's located on the continent of Asia. That's right, Lauren. Korea is located along a peninsula on the coast of Asia. A peninsula is a piece of land that is almost entirely surrounded by water, but it is connected to the mainland on one side. Korea is attached to China on its northwest side. The island of Japan is on Korea's southeast side. Korea is almost entirely surrounded by water? And we're going to be diving in Korea without scuba gear? Just wetsuits? Why are we doing that? Do you hear that, reader? I know that sound. If it's buzzing, it must be the spelling bee. Lauren, reader, bookworm, bug. Hi. Spelling bee. It's great to see you. Reader, can you believe it? The reading bug, the spelling bee, and the bookworm are all here with us. It's great to be here. Sorry I'm late. The reading bug shared some books with me, and I was just finishing one before our big adventure. Have you guessed where we're going yet? Well, 
I know we're headed to Korea, but I haven't been able to figure out why yet. Well then, can I be the one to give the last clue? Well, sure. Be my guest. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished reading The Ocean Calls by Tina Cho. It's a story about a girl named Dieyeon and her Korean grandmother who goes for a swim in the ocean, but it's not any swim. The girl's grandma is a henyo. That's H-A-E-N-Y-E-O, which means sea woman. Henyo? Yes, henyo have lived on the island of Jeju on the southern tip of Korea for 1,700 years. These amazing women free dive in depths up to 65 feet in search of seaweed, sea cucumbers, mollusks like abalone and conch, and pearls. They don't use an oxygen tank on their dives. They just hold their breath. They hold their breath? So no scuba equipment, right? That's right. It all makes sense now. Reading bug, spelling bee, bookworm. Are we going to Jeju Island on our adventure today? Yes, yes, yes. Jeju Island, here we come. I've been reading a lot about Henyo. Did you know that there were 70,000 Henyo on Jeju Island in the 1970s? But now there are less than 4,500, and almost all of the remaining Henyo are over 60 years old, and many are 80 years old or older. If we don't adventure there now, these amazing women and their stories may soon be nothing but history. Did you know that modern henyo are called granny mermaids? Because most of them are so old, they really are grandmothers. Granny mermaids? I love it! They must be very strong women. Lots of people retire from their jobs in their 60s and 70s. And I know from our past adventures that underwater diving can be very difficult work. I read that the henyo community is getting smaller and older because of changing social and economic conditions. That's right! Jeju Island has become a tourist attraction, and many of the daughters of the henyo are working in shops, restaurants, and hotels now, instead of joining their mothers and becoming henyo. I can't wait to visit those amazing women divers before they disappear completely. If we're really lucky, I'm hoping that we'll even be able to swim with the granny mermaids as they harvest food from the ocean. Free dive? But how will we be able to join them, Bug? Yeah, Bug. I read that henyo can hold their breath for as long as three minutes before they come back up to the surface of the ocean to take another breath. Lauren, reader, have you ever tried to hold your breath for that long? No, I haven't. And I don't suggest you try it, reader. Three minutes is a dangerously long time to hold your breath. I'm a singer, and to be a singer, you have to have great breath control. But it's hard for me to hold my breath for even half a minute, let alone three. I've read that the average human can only hold their breath for 30 to 90 seconds, and that it's not good to hold your breath for too long. Yikes. So, Reading Bug, maybe we won't be diving with the Henyo after all, then. You're probably right, Lauren, but I'd still like to meet a few Henyo and learn about their lives and work, wouldn't you? Absolutely. A-B-S-O-L-U-T-E-L-Y. Yes! I can't wait to get started on our Korean adventure. I love learning about other countries and cultures. Reader, bee, bug, bookworm, let's get stretched out, warmed up, and ready to go on our dive today. That's a great idea, Lauren. You know, in the ocean calls, Daeyeon and her grandmother also stretched out before they went on their dives. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes.
wiggle your toes, swing your arms from side to side. Now we're ready to go. That was amazing. Thanks for those stretches. I feel really stretched out and ready to go. How about you? I can't wait to get started on our Korean adventure. Before we get going, I want to make sure that you remember to bring some paper and crayons with you, reader. I remember from our ocean adventure that the animals and plants that live in the ocean are very colorful and beautiful. So I'm sure we'll see lots of things we'll want to draw. Pictures are how we retell the story of our adventures after we return to our homes, just like the illustrators of our favorite books. As we travel to Jeju Island, think about what you want to draw so that you can capture the most important parts of our adventure for our friends and family to see. If you didn't remember paper and crayons, don't worry. Just press pause or have a grown-up do it for you and get them now. The reading bug, Spelling Bee, and I will wait right here for you. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take time to draw the pictures that are in our imaginations. But of course, you can color anytime you want by pausing our podcast. Okay, great. If everyone is ready for our adventure in Korea, we can ask my magic book bag to take us there. Stand back, everybody. Spelling Bee, do you want to cast a spell? It would be an honor. Magic book bag, take us to Jeju in Korea. It will be an adventure, I guarantee ya. There we will meet the amazing Henyo. They're called granny mermaids that we now know. We'll see them swim deep in the sea as they gather their harvest to feed their family. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening up her magic book bag and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. And look, can you see all the images swirling around inside the book bag? I see a beautiful island with a jagged rocky coastline, dazzling white sand beaches, and a spectacular waterfall shooting off the top of a cliff directly into sparkling turquoise waters of the ocean below it. I also see spectacular snow-capped mountains rising out of the island. And swimming around the book bag, there are women and girls dressed in dark blue and gray wetsuits and wearing flippers and goggles. Those must be the henyo. And there are also women and girls dressed in old-fashioned dark cotton tops and shorts, with bonnets covering their hair. I think those women and girls are wearing the traditional clothing that henyo wore before the 1970s, before wetsuits were available. Oh yes, I remember reading about that outfit. It's called a mulot. Mulot? M-U-L-O-T? That's right. Yes. The swimsuits were homemade cotton suits that had short pants, a jacket, and a cross between a bonnet and a scarf that covered the diver's hair and neck. The divers must have been freezing cold during the winter, diving in those skimpy cotton suits when the ocean around Jeju is very cold. Reader, reading bug, do you see that some of the women divers are riding in boats while others are walking to the beach carrying nets filled with fish, shells, and seaweed and wearing large, round, white, and orange pumpkin-like objects strapped to their backs? There are all kinds of small to medium-sized blue, white, aqua, and green fishing boats, motorboats, sailboats, and rowboats, and they're all filled with these women divers. Floating among the pictures, there are lots of words that I don't recognize. Words like abalone, sumbaisori, anemone, seolmunde, norigai, tuwak, and bultoke. Come on, what are we waiting for? It's time to hop into my book bag and get on our way. Hop three times with me then into my book bag, and we'll be on our way. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump, 
inside our book bag what will we find there imaginations run away what's in our book bag our trusty book bag what will we learn about today here we go the lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us as the book bag carries us off all the way to korea reader look outside our homes and schools and parks are getting smaller and smaller as we travel higher and higher into the sky. I see the west coast of the United States as we leave North America and head for Asia, our closest continental neighbor to the west and out over the Pacific Ocean. Lauren, reader, B, bookworm. Did you know that the Pacific Ocean is the largest and deepest ocean in the world? It covers 63 million square miles and contains more than half of the free water on Earth. It is so big that all seven continents could fit into the basin of the Pacific Ocean. Reader, do you remember the seven continents? North America, South America, Africa, Europe, Asia, Australia, and Antarctica. Hey, look! I see land ahead of us. That must be Asia. You're right. We are approaching the coast of Asia. Asia only has a coast on its east side because the west side of Asia is connected to the continent of Europe. And that small boot-shaped part there close to the north part of China. Is that the Korean Peninsula? It is. If you look closely, you'll be able to see a very small island off the southern tip of Korea. That's Jeju Island. Lauren, reader, B, bookworm, do you see the snow-capped mountain in the middle of the island? That's the mountain that we saw floating inside of the book bag. It's named Mount Halasan, and it's the largest mountain in Korea. We're floating right over Mount Halasan, and we're headed toward another mountain on the east coast of Jeju Island. That's Sunrise Peak. It's the most famous site on Jeju Island. Sunrise Peak has a beautiful bowl-like crater. Crater. C-R-A-T-E-R. That's the hole in the middle of a volcanic mountain. Exactly. Some people think Sunrise Peak looks like a giant ancient castle towering over the sea below. Why do you think the magic book bag brought us to Sunrise Peak? I thought we were going to visit the Henyo in the ocean today, not hike up and down a mountain. I read that the very best place to see Henyo is Seyong Sinri, which is the closest village to Sunrise Peak. That must be where we're heading. I hope you're right, Reading Bug, because it looks like the book bag is coming in for a landing, right on that sandy spot over there. Hold on, everybody. Listen, it sounds like we've landed on a beach. Do you hear the seagulls squawking and the waves breaking? I hear people talking, too but I can't understand what they're saying. Well, what have we here? I thought I had spotted a rare bird in the sky, but now that it's landed, I can see it isn't a bird at all. But what is it? It might be some sort of parachute? But no, it looks like it's a bag. A big red bag covered with black dots. And it looks very full. I wonder what's inside. Reading bug, Raider, did you hear that? It sounds like someone is standing right over our bag. And she's speaking perfect American English. Is it possible that we didn't make it to Korea after all? There's only one way to find out. Let's crawl out of the book bag and see where we've landed. Follow me. We're right behind you, bud. Or maybe this isn't a bag after all. It could be a weather balloon or... Oh! What is this? Who are all of you? This bag or balloon seems more like a clown car. It's full of people. And, and bugs. <laughs> this isn't a clown car. It's a book bag. A magic book bag. 
and we're the only ones inside. Well, my name is Lauren, and this is the spelling bee. Hello. The bookworm. How do you do? The reading bug. Hi. And our reader friend. We're adventurers, and we traveled here today in the reading bug's book bag. We were hoping to visit Jeju Island in Korea to swim with the henyo divers that the reading bug has been reading about. But you sure don't look like a granny mermaid diver, and you speak like you're from the United States, so we're not sure we've landed in the right place. Could you tell us where we are? That was a lot. You know, just because the first person you meet after arriving is from the United States doesn't mean that you didn't land on Jeju Island. Look around. Reader, reading bug, spelling bee, bookworm, look. We're on a beach, and there's people all around. Some look like tourists. But over there, do you see them? There are twenty or more women dressed in wetsuits. Do you think those could be? Henyo, yes. They are getting ready for another dive. Henyo dive five to seven hours each day, and they may dive up to a hundred times a day. Each dive lasts up to three minutes. Oh wow! Well, we made it. We're here on Jeju Island. But uh, who are you? And what are you doing here? My name is Heejin Park. I'm from the United States, and just like you, I came here to swim with the Henyo. I'm Korean American, which means I was born in America. But my mother was born here on Jeju Island. She was born here. Born and raised, yes. Do you see this charm on my necklace? It's called a nori gai, and Korean mothers hand their nori gai down to their daughters because they believe it brings good luck. My mother gave me this nori gai, and her mother gave it to her. It's beautiful. So why did you want to swim with a henyo, Hejin? My mother's mother was a henyo. In fact, she worked as a henyo until she was 85 years old, which made her a real granny mermaid. I'm an anthropologist, and I've been studying the henyo for many years. It's part of my own family history. What's an anthro, anthro, anthropologist? Anthropologist. A N T H R O P O L O G I S T. That's someone who studies human societies and their histories. Very good, B. And I'm here today to study the henyo. I finally received permission to join this henyo collective on a dive. What's a henyo collective? Every henyo belongs to a small group of divers called a collective. The collective decides on everything regarding the henyo's activities, from what to catch to how to clean the sea floor. The henyo in the group also elect one of their members to be their chief or leader. The reading bug said that she read the work of the henyo is dangerous. Are you worried it might be dangerous for you to dive with the henyo today? Well, yes. What the henyo do is dangerous. The sea itself is dangerous. But these dangers have never kept henyo from diving. As you know, henyo don't use oxygen tanks, so if they stay underwater too long, they could suffer a heart attack or drown. And of course, there are other dangers like poisonous jellyfish, poor weather, octopuses, and even sharks. I'm not a henyo, so I'll be using an oxygen tank when I dive, which makes it a lot less dangerous for me. We've been scuba diving before. Do you think we might be able to join you and the henyo on your dives today? Learning all about the henyo is why we came to Jeju Island. Lauren, tourists are allowed to watch the henyo dive, but they are not allowed to dive with them. Henyo almost never allow outsiders to dive with them. So how did you get permission to join them? I asked the chief of this collective for permission to dive with them months ago. But if you were hoping for a henyo adventure today, 
I'm afraid you may be out of luck. I doubt that you'll even be able to talk to the Henyo. A few of them speak a bit of English, but they are not very friendly to tourists. Aw, I'm sorry, Lauren. I had no idea that we would need permission to dive with the Henyo. They didn't cover that in any of my books. Maybe we should explore some other part of Korea on our adventure today. What do you think? There are many other wonderful sights to see in Korea. One of my favorites is the Chandokgun Palace. I'm not even going to try to spell that. <laughs> the palace was built in the 15th century, and it is the preferred palace for the king and his royal family. It's also fun to visit one of the Hanok villages that have been restored and preserved so visitors can experience what it was like to live in Korea 600 years ago. Or, if you prefer the outdoors, you could visit the Siraksin National Park, a national wonderland filled with mountains, lakes, waterfalls, streams, and more than 1,500 animal species. Or, you could even take a tour of the DMZ. Well, in order to explain the DMZ, I'll have to give you a little Korean history lesson. The first Koreans moved from Northern Asia to settle in Korea 5,000 years ago. In the year 668, Korea became a nation. Over the years, it struggled to remain free from its neighbors, China and Japan. But in 1910, Japan made Korea a colony, forcing Korea to supply Japan with food. Starting in 1938, Korean children were forbidden to speak the Korean language in school. Instead, they had to speak Japanese. Japan continued to control Korea until 1945, when Japan surrendered to the Allied forces, including Russia and the United States, in World War II. After that, in 1948, Korea was split into two countries, North Korea, which is a communist country, and South Korea, which is a democracy. North Korea and South Korea are separated by a no-man's land called the DMZ, the Demilitarized Zone. People are not allowed in the DMZ except on official guided tours. You know, I read in When Spring Comes to the DMZ by Ook Bai Lee that it is almost impossible for friends and relatives on one side of the DMZ to visit friends and relatives on the other side. The only silver lining is that the DMZ has become a sanctuary for wildlife that have disappeared or become endangered in other places like the Siberian musk deer, the red-crowned crane, the Asiatic black bear, and a species of wild goat named the long-tailed gorilla. It sounds like we could have a lot of wonderful adventures in Korea, but I was really looking forward to learning more about the Henyo today. Me too, Lauren. I had read that Korea, like most countries, was a patriarchy for hundreds of years, and that... What's a patriarchy? Patriarchy. P-A-T-R-I-A-R-C-H-Y. A patriarchy is a system of society where men hold the power and women are mostly excluded from it. Right, but even though Korea was a patriarchy for over 500 years, on Jeju Island, the Henyo have held most of the power while their husbands stayed home to take care of the children. You could say that Henyo were Korea's first working moms, and they have been a symbol of female independence and strength for hundreds of years. Incredible! Oh, I so wish we could meet them and see their incredible work. Lauren, I have an idea, although I'm not sure it will work. I told you that the chief of this collective agreed to let me dive with the Henyo today. Maybe she'll let you dive too, if I tell her that you are my friends. Why don't you follow me? The chief is right over there, standing by the Boltuke. What's a Boltuke? A Boltuke is a place, usually built out of rocks, where the Henyo and a collective get ready to dive, and where they warm up and change clothes after they finish diving. Come on, let's go! Heejin, 
What are those orange pumpkin-shaped objects that the chief and the other Hanyu are carrying on their backs? It looks like there's some sort of net attached to each of them. Oh, those are flotation devices. They're called tuoks. The Hanyu take them into the water with them. Each diver has her own tuok, which floats on the surface of the water so that the diver can store the conch, abalone, and other sea treasures that she finds on her dives in the net hanging beneath it. I read that each diver also has a metal hook-shaped tool called a bit chain that is attached to her wrist with a leather band so that she won't lose it. She uses the bit chain to drag octopuses out of their hiding places and to pry stubborn shellfish like abalone loose from the rocks. Abalone, A-B-A-L-O-N-E. Abalone are primitive animals. It is hard to spot an abalone in the ocean because the outside of its shell is dark and looks like the rock that abalone attaches itself to with its muscular foot. That's right, B. It is very difficult to pry an abalone loose. But if you do, the inside of their shells are painted with beautiful iridescent colors, and they are used in jewelry and other decorative objects. Also, abalone meat is a food delicacy in many cultures. When I was in the book bag, I read that in the 18th century, Korean royalty imposed taxes of dried abalone on the henyo, which forced them to dive in cold waters for even longer seasons. You have certainly done your research, little worm. Why, thank you. Reading new books is delicious. Well, here we are. I'll introduce you to the chief. She doesn't speak English, but don't worry. I'm pretty good at translating. Koreans often greet anyone older than themselves with a small bow. So after I introduce you to her, you should bow to the chief to show your respect. Listen to that wonderful folk music. Heejin, can you show us how you want us to bow when we meet the chief? Of course. First, clasp your hands together, right over left hand, at the level of your eyes. Very good. Next, slowly kneel down, putting your left knee to the ground, and then your right knee. Excellent. Now, bend forward so that you are halfway to the ground before you stand up again. Let's try that again together, reader. Clasp your hands together, right over left hand, right at the level of your eyes. Then, kneel down, first on your left knee, then on your right. And finally, bend forward so that you're almost halfway to the ground. Then stand up again. Excellent. That was beautiful, Lauren. Yes, excellent job, everyone. Thank you. Okay, I think we're ready. Ani, these are my friends. Like me, they have traveled here from the United States, and they have asked if they could join me when I dive alongside your collective today. Hijin 씨, 저희가 넘어가 드렸는데요. 하지만 관광객의 다이빙을 금지하고 있다는 거 알고 계시잖아요. Hijin, what did she say? She said that they made an exception for me because I have family on this island, but tourists are not allowed to dive. Heijin, do you think I might be able to say something? We have all loved listening to your music. May I present you with a little music of our own? My friends and I have traveled far To learn about just who you are I've come to you to watch you dive To learn the way of Hanyo, how your culture thrives My magic book bag, we have come The United States is where we're from 
We can't wait to see you fish To swim along with you is my greatest wish Uh, Ani, what do you think? I don't know much Korean, Lauren, but that sounded like a no. Gee, Lauren, usually your singing does the trick. Huh, not this time, I guess. Maybe I'm losing my touch. Well, I warned you that the Henyo don't like to talk to strangers, and they aren't interested in tourists. Diving is serious business that provides an important food source for Jeju Island. Ani, would you like to discuss the request in private? Let's talk in the Boltuke. Lauren, reader, please wait here while I talk to the chief. Okay, Heejin. We'll wait right here for you. Reader, while we wait for Heejin to talk to the chief, let's pause our adventure right here. Great idea, Lauren. I couldn't be more nervous. I sure hope you can dive with the Henyu. Hey, at least we can draw in color while we wait. We sure can. I'll play some music while we draw illustrations of everything that's happened so far. I think I'll draw a picture of the granny mermaids in their gray and black wetsuits carrying the orange pumpkin-shaped tuwaks and nets on their backs. How about you, reader? What are you going to draw? Whatever it is, I'm sure it will be incredible. And when we return for part two, get ready, because I have high hopes we'll be going to dive with Heejin and the Henyo. I'm a little nervous about our dive, but with your help, I know we can do it, because... When you're a reader, you're a leader, you're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane, whatever you do. One thing will be true, there's nothing you can't do. You can see it through, just by being you. Thank you for joining us on our adventure today, reader. And I can't wait to see you next time. In the meantime, if you want to read more about Korea or the Granny Mermaids of Jeju Island, you can find a list of all the books in the Reading Bugs book bag at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their latest book in the New York Times bestselling How to Catch series, How to Catch a Gingerbread Man by Adam Wallace. <laughs> you can't catch me. Well, hello, Spelling Bee. What in the world are you doing buzzing all over the place like that? Oh, hi, Lauren. Reading Bug and I are playing a little game of catch. Well, kind of. She's trying to catch me. Bee, you are just too fast for me. Oh, hi, Lauren. Have you seen the latest book in the How to Catch series? Not yet. I just read it out loud. It's How to Catch a Gingerbread Man, the perfect addition to my holiday book collection. Yes, yes, yes. We own every book in the collection. 
I especially love the holiday ones like How to Catch a Leprechaun and How to Catch the Easter Bunny. The How to Catch series is a favorite in households across the country. I know, because so many of our Reading Bug Box subscribers request the books in their boxes. Reading Bug, let's read How to Catch a Gingerbread Man out loud to Lauren. Great idea! Reader, you can read this hilarious book out loud too by purchasing it at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Riley Savage, Chesney Evert, and Matthew Shern. Music is by me and Ross Gruet. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Mm-hmm.